Hi, I'm Pamela Pims, host of the Good of the Hive podcast, sharing stories from the road about art activist Matt Willey as he paints 50,000 bees in murals and installations around the world. Tell me a story, Pam. Once upon a time, there was a boy and a bee. (laughs) I love this story. Keep going. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Matt and I are in the midst of continuing our discussion from the last podcast. Hi again, Matt. Hi, Pam. <laughs> so you were, we, we were kind of talking after the podcast, um, which was just a minute ago. <laughs> you were talking about you've been in, in a mode. So what, what were you saying? Yeah, I've been in a mode. Well, first of all, you know, this. I, you put me in a room for two weeks by myself and I'm going to go deep. It's just where I go. I've been doing a lot of yoga. I've been sitting in meditation. I've been really reading um, and very internal. Um, Even when I'm drawing, that's a very, like when I'm drawing on a mural, it's usually my full whole body's in it. It's like more like dancing. In here, it's like the tip of a pencil, like we were talking about. And it's just very focused. And so that for me tends to have me go deep. But one of the things I've been joking about with my friends is like, I'm sort of like not bottoming out. That's a weird way to put it, but like I'm really surrendering to uh, my propensity toward controlling and crafting, you know, the good of the hive is getting bigger than I can really perceive a lot of the time, like things will come in from one place and I'll be like, wow, that, you know, just a note from somebody somewhere. And it it always brings to mind that this is happening all over the place. Like I had a conversation today and I'm recognizing that every time I begin a discussion, the first moment I begin a discussion with someone about doing a mural, which might happen two years from now, the activism has begun. All right, talk about just I'm going to interrupt you here because somebody said, what does he mean by activism? Yeah, the activism is it's it's a bunch of things for me at this point, like I am recognizing my um, I thought forever I was just an artist, you know, a muralist, I would even say a lot of the time. Um, And I am an art activist at this point. It is it is my truth as an artist is that it isn't just the painting on the wall. It is the way I carry this message. It's the story around it. It's my own ability to sort of get people excited in a conversation about bringing the good of the hive or about having something central in their community be left behind of, of about bees and pollinators, like and and bridging that metaphor for them about why this being a part of this 50,000 is going to create change. Thank you. Yeah, that explains it very well. Thank you. Yeah. And so I do that now consciously from the first moment, which wasn't doing for many years when I started this work. I was just trying to get the mural done and get enough money in my pocket to eat. (laughs) And (laughs) so, but I recognized that every inch of it um, is important. And 
I'm starting to work within those parameters as well. And it's a lot because there's, um, I, I will follow a thread in my mind and I'm like, okay, if I start that change right now, I've got to keep going with it. Um, and so I don't always start everything right now. I wait. Sometimes the most active thing you can do is sit, you know, and that's, that's not easy. It's not easy, especially when you're excited and Mm -hmm. curious. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, but getting that, that energy moving as an art activist is key, but like the real, um, I'm losing my train of thought from where we started. You asked me a question and then I digressed. <laughs> I, know, really I, I interrupted you about art activism. Yeah. We're talking about art activism. Yeah, but that's okay. But, um, but that, that piece I'm starting to enjoy even more, you know, I still love the painting. I still love, uh, being out on a wall. It's like, a lot of the time when I'm not sweltering in the heat, I'm in bliss. I love that expression, being out on the wall. Who else can say that besides you? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's it's fun. Lots of, you know, and that process of bringing this mission and vision into focus for people, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Like I was talking with a a placemaker in um, Wimbledon, uh, London, you know, here in England. And she got it. Like, she really got it. I could see how excited she was. And on Friday, we're having me and Maddie are doing our first, um, it'll be virtual because, but we'll be in a room speaking to the whole school about why I'm here and what I'm doing. Great. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's another way to to carry the message, because if I'm just out there painting, it's one thing. Um, it's another thing if they know the story behind how this is the 28th mural in the process. You know, this bee I'm painting here is connected to the bees that I've painted for five years. It's all one hive. And when they get that, they get more interested in the one that I'm painting here. Mm-hmm. And so that is really about the play for me. Um, and there's something about it that, that just, I didn't even know I was really learning how to do this except by trial and error. And I always think I'm doing worse than I am. It's Michelle's job, my best friend to tell me that I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) I I want that job. I want that job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because sometimes I'm just like, why am I doing this? You know, like, what am I doing? You know, and because the the vulnerability, again, of like, using my life and my work to activate minds around something is no small feat and it can come with judgment it can come with which is one of my greatest fears that i'm trying to transcend you know the perfectionism if i can really recover from it means everyone is allowed to critique me or my work as much as they want as long as they're not mean right and um and that's okay but i will like sometimes worry that I haven't learned everything I need to know about every single thing going on in the world of pollination, food systems, water systems, all of that, which that's not what this is about. 
this is about me not knowing those things, but going on in with a spirit that fears nothing. That's like a Greek <laughs> from Homer's Odyssey. But the uh, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, just go there, see what's there, share about it, and then, you know, then that's been illuminated. You know, and so more people who are smarter than me can look at it with hopefully some curiosity, find it beautiful. Like change, I believe, if we do it right, can be considered absolutely beautiful. When we look at it the right way, what's the thing that that you see people obsessing on uh, more than anything else maybe in the world? The wedding. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, is that a trick question? <laughs> yeah, it was but like the beauty of that and that experience carries yeah. it, sure. you know, like, sure. and you don't even have to look at the reality of what it is, you know, like you just are moving into it. So it helps ignite the process. I wonder how many people would get married if there was no wedding. It was just sort of this seamless float from dating to permanently connected. Mm, <laughs> you know? there's there but, is a good question <laughs> i know right and um so it's it's that process of like sparking i mean i say it all the time but sparking and igniting curiosity with around all of the things that we need to be looking at right now and that's become more and more my my job as i see it because i am not that great at separating myself out from the work because I'm here. I'm literally living on this campus, hanging out with people for the next month. And how cool though, that you're at a school with the age range that you have, because you know, what more than young minds, how cool is that to ignite the curiosity, you know, at their age? You and know. young female minds, I mean, talk about the, the people that have the potential to really experience a changed world. You know, the difference between the last hundred years for women and the last right now, I would say there's still work going on to get... Be careful, I'll take over the podcast. No. Right? <laughs> Go ahead. Like, I mean, it's so cool. Like the, I think it... it it spoke to me in a way, this is a, an interesting correlation, but all of these pieces are connected, right? And I only have to follow it. And someday there'll be the book that will really share the, the connections of all this. I'll just have to take some time off and, and really write it. But last, right now is one year ago, I was at Burning Man in the desert, mm. uh, participating in the building of the Bee Divine Hive Temple. And that was about celebrating um, the goddess energy within every woman that walked in those doors of that wow. temple. And <laughs> it was mind-blowing. Like, I, I've never felt so honored to be allowed to experience something in my life as I did when I walked into that temple. And Elizabeth, who conceived of the whole idea and created it, she um, is a performance artist, but also priestess and studied the lineage of the, the bee priestess all the way back to the Oracle at Delphi, which is the, the most powerful woman in the history of the wor- world, was that Oracle. 
more than Madonna, more than Oprah, more than any woman on earth in history, that woman, because kings of major and generals of major armies were coming and asking her, what should I do? And then doing exactly what she said when she, when she told them. And that was a lineage of priestess for, I don't know exactly the technical, maybe 250 years, but, um, but that carries through all the way to now. So in the, the temple at Burning Man, these women were put through a process of really embodying the goddess within themselves. And, and then we got to celebrate them uh, when they would embody that hmm. and talk about a spiritual experience. It's the only time I've ever seen a woman celebrated with as much, I don't even know what the word is, but with reverence, reverence would be a great word as like a Tom Brady, mm. you know, like the parallels, <laughs> Michael Jordan, you know, or like the <laughs> ultimate man, you know, yeah. like shout out to Burning Man too, you know, for oh. creating the stage for that. Yeah. I mean, and it's a one year this week. Um, I was actually thinking of um, doing a post and offering because Burning Man's gone virtual this year, first time in 30 years. Mm. I was supposed to be going to it, um, and uh, I didn't end up going because it didn't happen. And or it's happening in a in the multiverse. They're doing it online and in this different mm. way, which I haven't had time to participate. But the uh, but that experience really sparked part of what I feel like the bees have now landed at this school of young women that have the potential to grow up knowing they are worth it, knowing that their existence is really, really powerful and to be honored on this earth, not to... And on that wall, yeah. in a manner of speaking. Yeah, and it's not... Something they can go back to with their kids. It'll be there. Yeah. And and really say, you know, they don't have to earn it. They just have to be it. You know, like it, 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 mm. it, we make women prove stuff that I think is just part of the problem. You know, and um, so and those are things that I learned. And Elizabeth, which cool enough, this is interesting, she has committed to take, she was inspired by the good of the hive, and she's committed to take 50,000 women through this embodiment process. So that's one of the first like offshoots of um, another type of activism. Well, this is the first time hearing about this, but it surely won't be the last. Yeah, we that's really cool. Interview. Yeah, we've got to get her on the podcast too. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. Wow. Yep. Well, um, you know, we may be running out of time on this one now, unless you have something else um, that you just might want to talk about before we close. I don't. We're both kind of in a. I'm in a bit of an emo state here too. Like you were talking about, like you know, there's something really sweet happening right now there's some shift i can't quite put my finger on it but i know that being here was hard to get here to 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 decide to do this during a pandemic having to go th through a flight through the airport you know all of the immigration stuff um not knowing for sure if i'm going to get back and i'm committed on a project in october that i have to be back for but what if 
things go nuts and I can't get back, you know, all those mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. But, but I just want to say like for, you know, anybody that's like doubting, like whether they should move forward or if they're stuck, like just think of a bee. <laughs> Go well, to the next <laughs> you know, like, because that's the only way I got here. And I'm just like blown away that I, I am here, you know? Well, it's I'm just... thinking about you being there and all I'm seeing in my mind is B-E-E-I-N-G. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's true. No, I think it's it great. Yeah. It's great. All right. Well, hey, thanks very much again for today. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're going to do this again, hopefully many times while you're still there, because I want to hear about the progress of the wall. And I want to hear about those, the kids, the, the girls yeah. that are there and what some of their comments and questions to you will be. And I want to hear about the show you're going to do with Maddie. And there's just so much more to talk about. So stay cool. tuned, everybody. All right. I'll talk to you later, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me and Matt for this episode. Remember to follow Matt on his website and other social media at The Good of the Hive.